It's uh, February, it's the 13th of February 2012. This is the show number 46 of the audio podcast. First year tap bodyguards. Yay! Yay! Hey. Now, not only is this one year of the audio podcast, but this is the first time we've ever had to start the show again. It's true. We've ever in a year. I yeah. So we've been we've been going for 15 20 minutes already on this and um it all went a bit We managed to cover a single item in those 15 minutes. I I'd say two, but you're right that it was all going wrong during okay. that second item. So we're going to do those two items again. Yay. So the the first one of those is the Pio release. This is Python Digital Signal Processing Module. Yeah. Which is a cool programming language. Well, it's a cool addition of Python. If you want to write DSP in Python, then you can use Pyo to do that job. Woo. That sounds really cool. Once again, it gives me another reason to think I should learn Python once I have time to learn stuff. But I, get, I, hear, I hear a lot of good things about this. This looks really cool. Well, Python's a cool language. It's easy to work with. It's, you know, mm. it's nice to work with. It's easy to program. That's do all cool stuff. Do people write games in Python? You can write pretty much anything in Python, really. It's uh, well, it's, it's just an in, it's it's a slight well, it's an interpreted language in much the same kind of way you maybe think about something like Java. Cool, yeah. but easier. So I mentioned James because maybe. item number two. See, I'm willing, I'm willing to. Oh, he's this charging. Much, I'm, wow. I am we've done this. Wow, much, man. this is <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I, so that's the pile release anyway. It's released. Item two. <laughs> item two. Jesse James Allen. Um, there's a video on YouTube of him giving a presentation to some students. It was posted on February 5th and. Jesse James Allen, for those who don't know, is the audio director at EA Sports. So he's talking about how audio can be put into games, how they work with audio in games, top 10 game audio mistakes, all of that kind of stuff. Really good listening for anyone interested in game design and audio. Yep. So he um, he lists some of the different roles involved. So there's the dialogue designer. He notes that actors and voice actors are not the same thing. So, yep. Um, sound designers, he talks a lot about how although there's lots of digital audio workstations in use between different people, there seems to be a common thread that lots of people are using SoundForge because they're dealing with making individual web files, not big things, um, production. And for prototyping, people use Reactor and MaxMSP because um, cause it's quick and rapid. And then beyond that, there's audio post-production, music composers, audio technical artists, and audio software engineers. There we go. That's the list of people involved in such things. That sounds great. I've actually just sent that on Facebook to my, my uh, girlfriend's baby brother who studies game design and he should be looking at this. Probably. That's very cool. I actually noticed that um, Jesse Allen here has actually done a whole load of these kind of presentations at various places and they're all kind of available. Oh, okay. Available online. I think it's something they're very keen to kind of develop. It's a real kind of growth part for them at the moment. So. And if you dig a little bit deeper, there's also uh, another YouTube video of Joshua Davidson talking to um, students yeah. about the same kind of thing. He works at Gearbox Software. So th there's more of this stuff out there if you mm -hmm. dig around. That, that's really cool. Shall we move on? Yeah. <coughs> cool. So uh, Personas? Um, wireless mixing. Now. This is part of our weekly <coughs> something on an iPad section. We should have a something on an iPad section. This is... We need a jingle for that, but it would be cool. Yeah. The sound of an iPad being dropped. <laughs> yeah. the, the actual Ew, crunch. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the, the actual story here is that they're actually running some, uh, some live webinars on February the 28th. Uh, $2,000 worth of prizes are going to be re rewarded. And it's all about uh, being able to adjust your monitor mix with an iPhone. An iPod Touch, which we talked but about last is week. This is this thing um, kind of 
like the uh, AC7 uh, app for iOS, for iPad and for iPhone, which is like uh, a Mackie mixing desk. Uh, a a Mackie, not mixing desk, but the Mackie protocol um, for, for mixing on an iPad, basically. Yeah, it's, is it, it that kind of thing? But it only works for PreSonus. Yeah, it's designed to work with the current generation of PreSonus uh, Studio Live mixers. Studio Live Desk. That's the name mm -hmm. I'm looking for. And in particular, this is actually all about their monitor mixing technology. Monitor mixing technology as well. Um, does anybody remember what that is off the top of their head? It's no. at the very top of the PreSonus website right now. It actually has this really cool kind of illustration about it. But it, it's the idea being that rather than having to do a mix for every person who's playing you can just allow them to mix it themselves. Um, oh, yeah. yes. Yes, that's a good idea. I'm trying to think what the... I wonder if RME have a similar technology with their new um, audio interfaces, the UFX and the UFC. Are those what they're called? I think they have some kind of wireless iPad-related app that links up to the, to the box for some... Um, but maybe that's more for, for like mixing, mixing rather than live stage mixing. Anyway, yeah, that, you, 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 no, you're you're correct there. I'm saying you um, Yamaha LS9 desks have a similar application which you can run on an i um, on an iOS device and mix re mix remotely as well from there if you wanted to. Um, well, I'm getting an opinion from somebody who said they weren't going to become on the show tonight, but apparently they don't think it's very good. I've had a player for it. Kind of worked. Um, we also kind of talked a couple of last week about the fact that Motu are going to release a OSC update, an OSC compatible update to the version three hardware they have. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to drive QMix from an iPad as well, probably by the end of next month, I think. So it, I guess it makes sense because from a from a usage point of view, especially for a monitor mix, it's cool to be able to, you know, you can do the front of house from the desk, but then when you want to do a monitor mix, if you want to get a feel for what's happening on the stage, you have to. It's awkward to go down there and do it. And mm -hmm. the days of having a, a monitor mix engineer on the side of the stage are pretty much gone, like unless at the very top, aren't they? So, you know what I mean? It saves a lot of legwork being able to stand on the stage and just kind of tidy up the monitor mix. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea of this personas is the, the fact that you can allow the instrumentalists themselves can just alter their, can alter and vary their mix in their ears as they want to so they can hear what they want to hear and they don't, you don't even have to worry about interfacing with them to try and sort that. That sounds pretty cool. And I guess it makes sense for it to be an iOS device, doesn't it? Because everybody has a, <laughs> everybody has their phone with them. You can just say, "Oh, you, this is, you just need to do this with this, and that." You can set up your mix how you want to. So is I, is the next? Mm, sorry, I don't have on. an iOS device. Why don't I? Well, oh, I don't. I no, I have an iPad. Yeah, I can't see. Do, yeah. I, I've I've got my mum's old iPhone, which I'm using for development. Anyone who's on the Google Hangout can see it now. Yeah, and I think Miguel's got one as well. So I've got my uh, iPod Touch fourth generation. I run iOS five on it, and I jailbroke it. Very <laughs> cool. So is, is the next step forward for this whole thing uh, audience interactive mixing, so everyone can pull out their iOS device and mix the sound as they choose? I think that's can we have that for the audio podcast? That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd well, be great. You could have fixed it I from can, there. I can turn down Scott Hewitt when I don't agree with what he's saying. If, if you want to, yeah, that, that's perfectly fine. You will only make him stronger. You can just kill us all if you don't. If you don't want. If you don't want to listen to it, you can just press that button, and we'll all be muted and gone. Uh, by the way, we have a, uh, a another surprise guest, Darth Vader, who I thought was just a make-believe character from a set of films, but he's actually here right now on the audio podcast. Isn't that great? Uh -oh. Where is he? He owes me five bucks. 
<laughs> this definitely brings us on to the Harrison mix bus. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So let's go to something where we know where we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Harrison mix bus. We've mentioned this quite a few times on the audio podcast. It was released in one of our earliest shows, I think, because we mentioned it more recently in that to look up when it was. And I can't remember, but it was there. And, and then the Ardor team came on, came on the show yeah. and we had a conversation about them, about the relationship with Harrison as well. That's pretty cool. Can you quickly explain what the Harrison mix bus is again? Okay. So the Harrison mix bus is... Well, let's take a step back. Ador is an open source kind of free-ish DAW. DAW. And okay. I think is that am I okay so far? Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. good. And Harrison make mixing desks. That's true. And they've taken Ador and built into it some DSP which models their own mixing gear and package it up as the Harrison Mixbus thing. Is that um, is that right? Yeah, no, that, that's cool. The, the big feature I would highlight about this is that it's actually, it runs on Windows, OS X, and Linux. So if you're Yay! looking for a door that works on everything, this is the one. Th this, this actually works. And that's not, well, Harrison, the Harrison Mixbus does that, but that's a feature of our door doing that. Our so that. Yep. if you're looking to build on something which you'll be able to use on any kind of, in any kind of machine, then this is actually, this, this is a place to look at. And that's one of the big kind of cool features of, of running this one here. So the Mixbus is basically a in, it's an interface over the top of our door, which in well first of all interfaces as if it was a Harrison mixing desk, but then it also includes some DSP modeling inside it, which is modeling kind of Harrison the Harrison sound from their mixers, in, into it as well. And it's really competitively priced actually. I remember thinking the, the the pricing on it is competitive. The things it doesn't do though, it doesn't really have a lot of MIDI stuff in it. it doesn't really do soft instruments particularly well, so it's very much more. You know, if well, if you think of Harrison as a company, it's a, you know, it's they a digital audio. extension of what they of what yeah. they specialize in. Which so is taking audio in, processing it, and sticking yeah. it back out again. Yeah. So it, it's definitely more. I would say it's more Pro Tools and Logic would probably be. <laughs> <laughs> is fair that enough. fair? Do we think yeah. that's yep. fair? Yep. Th that that would be my <laughs> assessment. I'm happy for somebody else to disagree with me on that. No, 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 that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's kind of fun though. I think it's nice. Yep, it's and cool. oh, Adam. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I thought someone was. I thought you wanted to get in there. I thought you said something. That's cool. <laughs> well, no. No? perhaps Adam's difficulty because uh, is that he maybe hasn't found the show notes. Ah, oh, well, uh, the show notes are at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. And there you go, and you can find That's the it. show notes. So I can confirm that I'm not reading the show notes. <laughs> is this because I, you're programming? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I can't really do both. I can't really interact with the show and do programming at the same time. I'm actually waiting on a Stack Overflow answer, so uh, <laughs> um, this is a nice way to just chill out and not mangle my brain. We're glad to help. Well, um, if I may, I posted a story in the chat box, a new story, and I think this might be interesting, but it finds out that uh, BitTorrent, it just did a study that finds out that BitTorrent actually does not hurt Box to office numbers. I know it's shocking, but it appears to be true. Um, do, do you think that? Do you think that applies to audio, to kind of buying CDs and uh, downloading music as well? Um, I don't know. It says uh, from the researchers of University of Minnesota and Wesley College, uh, they got together and answered one question: Does BitTorrent hurt U.S. box office numbers? I don't think that refers to. Um, such as music or whatnot. I think it just uh, goes to movies. 
they were talking about uh, like it's hard to get it ar uh, around the world, and they have to do it like in short order and whatnot. The link is in the chat box if you want to see it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Adam's pointing for everyone that can see that. Hmm. Um, no, I'm not. I'm just. Rolling my sleeves down. I'm 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 glad that's appeared there because it it did dawn on me that we are actually light on our copyright complaints. Yeah, we in do. this this is actually a show without a copyright story in it. So we, I'm glad we're going to get able to get that one in. Yep, thanks for that. It's a it's a recurring theme. It does. I get tired of it eventually. The whole conceptual copyright. Yeah. Yeah. It turns yeah. out if you provide value for money, people are generally willing to pay. It's it's incredible. Who knew? I would promote Bandcamp in this regard. I'm a big fan of Bandcamp. I'm going to move us on to the next thing. <laughs> okay, the next thing is Eventide, new product sneak peek 2012. I watched this. I don't know what it is. It's a YouTube video is what we've linked to. It's a competition. It's a competition, is it? Okay. Yeah. There's secret messages in the video. If you can find the secret messages, you can enter the competition to win a Black Hole native plugin. And the Black Hole is Reverb and Beyond. Reverb and Beyond. On the topic okay. of Reverb, have you ever wondered how to use Reverb? I have. Well, would it be helpful if there was some sort of thing which was, you know, it explained reverb? It's something that would explain reverb would be fantastic. I if really that need that in my life. I'd, I'd like, like to like propose to we would call that reverb explained. Somebody should make that. Oh, oh, look, <laughs> it turns out. So uh, Groove Free have released a new uh, <laughs> how to use this, how to use this kind of thing, and it is a reverb explained. So when you say they've released it, what exactly have they released? Right. It appears to be a boxed disc. Yes. Um, is it a DVD? It says running time three hours and nine minutes. 22 tutorials for it's all beginner be to intermediate reverb users. I like that reverb users are now a separate category of musician. Oh, yeah. It's like a, a separate category of person. Yes. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the reverb user. I'm sorry you want to modify the reverb. I'm going to have to get the reverb engineer in. Just give me a moment there. So who's going to be the reverb engineer on this DVD? It's Ellie Kranzberg, who's described as D-A-W Superman. Awesome. Sounds good. I, I would like to see that, actually. I, I apply reverb liberally and with a, with a big splash. I'm a reverb as a special effects guy, not a reverb as a make it sound pretty. I like the idea of a DAW Superman, but I'd actually, I'd, I'd think, I think what we could really get here is a series of top trump cards. <laughs> top trumps. What, reverb top trump cards? No, 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 of DAW Superman. <coughs> you know, so you can have a Superman related to your, you know. DAW of choice, and they kind of duke it out for that title of the DAW. And they'd Superman. have like mixing levels, mastering levels. Yeah, it's like, oh, that'd be awesome, though, wouldn't it? Crash report levels. Nice. I, I think, considering the success of Mac Max Articulate, <laughs> it's probably, this is probably something to explore further. DAW <coughs> Superman Trumps. Top Trumps. So this uh, Reverb Explained uh, comes in at $29, plus $3 if you want a boxed disc. I guess that's the physical version, but presumably there is also a... Down the download version appears to be the main thing. Yeah, it's currently on a sale at $29.99. That's respectable. Dollars, what's, that, what's that in, in UK money? Is it about 22 clue. quid? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Respectable. I don't know. Maybe who's, we should get this in the library. Who's that just come in? Yeah, who is, who's that? It's just come in. It's Hewitt Minor. <laughs> it's uh, my my brother's visiting me today, so he's just uh, loitering around the show here. Um, he he declined to come on the show, which is a bit of a disappointment actually, because he was uh, he he actually works in live theater as a kind of a, predominantly as a lighting technician, but also does some sound work as well. But yeah, you know, he didn't want to come on, so so he's just loitering instead. That was where the criticism of the LS9 um, iOS app came from, actually. <laughs> He's just ignoring us now, so I can move on from there. 
There so we where go. should but we go next? Well, I, I like this idea of talking about reverbs, but the kind of reverbs I'm interested in are like ones of big spaces. And you know, as a lot of people would be surprised to hear, I have no interest in sports whatsoever, but I do have really? a lot of interest in the kind of reverb of sports stadiums. That's something that really interests they me. They are large spaces. Could, is there any sort of product available that might be of interest to me on that, on this no. bizarre basis of things? Well, funny you should mention that. Because of all places, Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium. Uh, that's a big stadium in England, by the way. <laughs> so uh, aud- AudioEase um, aud- audio have a whole collection of um, impulse responses available for a whole variety of spaces. Uh, Wembley Stadium is the one, is a new one right now. Um, I actually think they have the pyramids as well, but I have no evidence to that. <laughs> I, I don't know if that we didn't, I didn't put the link in the show notes, but I remember seeing it. Uh, they're free if you're, um, yeah. If you're uh, on the internet. Well, no, if they're, they're free <laughs> if you're on the internet and you also have um, Altiverb because they're for Altiverb. Altiverb. So I thought the idea of impulse responses to some degree was that you could load it into uh, what, what makes them Altiverb specific in their format. I thought the order of the numbers in the file, maybe? Maybe. So it's still well, just... Well, no, like surely it, it, if it's just a uh, an impulse response, you could load it into Space Designer or any other kind of uh, convolution reverb. It would be nice if that was the case. Because that's just a file. It's just an audio file. I think um, the uh, audio section of uh, the Altiverb impulses is kind of hidden away somewhere. Okay. Now, that sounded to me like Alex Harkin. That is correct. (laughs) Excellent. Oh, Alex. Hi, Scott. Hi, Adam. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the um, I, I haven't looked at the format for a while, but I think they have a proprietary format that um, most likely wraps around a fairly standard PCM uh, format WAV file or AAFF, but uh, isn't accessible directly in that way. Um, and also that sort of deals with certain um, things like maybe splitting up the impulse response into separate uh, parts and so on. So it's not really um, particularly practical to load them up into other... Um, convolution uh, engines um, and I have a feeling that they're not particularly uh, keen on people doing that although um, I don't know what the legal situation would be Alex Harker Impulse Response Superman (laughs) Impulse Response Superman (laughs) Alex Harker yeah Impulse Responser yeah let's move on a weekend of masterclasses that's what's next. The the London Electronic Music event. Yep. 18th to the 19th of February. So that's actually like... This week. This week. If you want to go... Um, <laughs> so these are masterclasses on production and business, tutorials, networking. This is, this is essentially music business classes, yeah? You hang out with the people. You learn the ways of the, the trade. Yeah, and they got people like Ben Watts, Stuart Knight, uh, SoundCloud going to be there as well, mm. Matt Colton. So a couple of names, there's a whole variety of kind of workshops and other sort of things happening there. Um, yeah, I think it, you know. Uh, they have, uh, they're planning on having a tea and coffee at 9.30 to 10 and at 5.30 to 6. <laughs> I have to say their yeah. website is really lovely. We'd love your highlights if you were attending. No, no, that's just, I just thought that was something to say, first of all. all right. uh, session one, six ways to make money in the industry. There you go. Um, talking of electronic music events, it does occur to me that here in Huddersfield we have our own electronic music event this week, which isn't on the show notes. Alex, um, I will uh, I will extend you here uh, two minutes 
Two, two minutes to hijack. Go for it. I don't need two minutes. Uh, Electric Spring is running all this week at the University of Huddersfield from Wednesday to Sunday, I believe. Um, I'm just checking those exact uh, dates now. Um, and uh, it's a set of concerts and also some other events. Concerts are 8 p.m. each night and are all free. Yes, it's Wednesdays through Sunday. Um, and as part of that, on uh, Saturday, the 18th of February in the afternoon, 1 o'clock till 5.30, uh, there's a Max MSP Power Users Symposium, which has some kind of international artists, uh, Timo Rosendahl, um, Andrea Angostini, um, uh, Martin Parker, and Luke Woodbury are all coming to talk about their work. Um, and you can find more information on uh, www.electricspring.co.uk, I believe. Sweet. Um, if I may interject, yeah. um, I found something really funny. Uh, for those who like electronic music and love to search, um, I just post. I'm about to post a link in the chat box. It's something really cool. It's Google Tronica. Adam, you've blown my mind. So um, there's a chance Bye. that uh, we've just cut a big chunk, a big, a bit of the show out. If you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> and we're back because we played some music we may not be able to play on the we show. Have, we have spent the past 12 months being very careful <laughs> about, about not to play about doing to this. Not check in. And we're but, back. Okay. Um, let's, let's go to Steinberg. We've got two items from Steinberg. The first is a new product. They're calling it Pad Shop. It's a granular synthesizer. It is a granular synthesizer. Does it go on an iPad? <laughs> no, it's PSD3. They called it Pad Shop and it doesn't go on an iPad? It's for making pads. No, 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 no. They don't understand. The word pad has now been taken. Now, now pad means plastic thing that you hold in your hand that does stuff. It's a pad shot. They're living in the 90s. It is a gun synthesizer. Fantastic work there, everybody. Tell us about this pad shop you speak of. Well, the, their line is that um, granular synthesis, although, you know, it's been around since the middle of the 20th century in some ways or other, according to their little video. It's, it's, it's very hard to get into. It's either you need to learn a programming language or you have something which doesn't give you the full power of it. And what they've done here is they've got the best of both worlds, apparently. Wow. You can have up to eight grain streams per oscillator. Eight whole grain streams. There are 400 presets. That's what it matters. That's the important part. Mm -hmm. Number of presets. Yep. Oh, yeah. 400 presets on there straight away. <laughs> uh, a 10 stage modulation matrix with note expression support. Okay. For unlimited cool. flexibility. Sorry about that. I'm sure this is really cool. I, I, had, I had some awesome granulator plugins when I started off. I've forgotten what they all are. <laughs> but they were cool. I did all my best stuff using granulator plugins. You know, if anybody from Steinberg is is like going to li listen to the show, they're going to be like, "Oh man, they're going to talk about one of our products." That's Ace, and then the first question is, "Does it work on an iPad?" It's just like <laughs> going to be gutted. Branding. Oh, it's too but late. okay. So let's let's get back let's get back in the good books of Steinberg, who we have absolutely no relationship with whatsoever. <laughs> but this <laughs> <laughs> this this next story is the <laughs> is the Pro Tools cross grade offer where. Um, this isn't in my show notes. Where did you? Where did you I, get this I from? I sent an email, especially because of this, because I knew you'd you'd miss this. I said I've added some to the show notes. I saw that email. I was. Oh, in the last couple of minutes. No, no, about two hours ago. Oh no, I didn't read that email. Okay. Yeah. Um, before you sent the one, I didn't see. Um, oh, so work. tell us about the Pro Tools <coughs> cross grade offer. Yes. Extended. So the Pro Tools, 
Due to popular demand, Steinberg is pleased to extend the time-limited cross-grade promotion to Steinberg's music and post-production solutions and welcome Pro Tools users to the world of true native audio. I think you're reading that off website. I am, but I like the idea that Steinberg are willing to welcome Pro Tools users to the <laughs> world of <laughs> true, true native, native audio. audio. That's awesome. What does that mean? That's Glove cool. thrown down. So tell me, what, what is a cross-grade exactly? Well, is, it like someone do that <laughs> is it like a, an upgrade that goes... It's a cross So if you can prove that you are a registered user of um, Pro Tools 7, 8, 9 or Empowered, then you can get 33 or 50% off Steinberg products instead. It's a way of enticing users from another product uh, by, by giving them a discount. Um, which you have seven. to give in your um, dongle or whatever. No, no, you don't have to do that. You just have to... Um, you have to mail your proof of purchase. Yeah. Email or oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. that means you get to use both programs still at so the same time. <coughs> it's slightly easier than email. Soul. <laughs> Please send your digi 002. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I, I thought somebody was about to be very enterprising there and was about to say, "Please, uh, you know, please send your digi 002 to me, <laughs> and I will buy you a copy of Cubase." I guess that's. To be honest, it's a pretty smart promotion. Are are Avid taking in old hardware in exchange for new hardware? Does anybody know? Is that have they started doing that yet? I don't know. Because all of that blueface hardware is is dead, isn't it? Now with the yeah, yeah. as we move to Pro Tools, the next version of Pro Tools, it's all going to be unsupported. So here's a way of swapping out your dead Pro Tools hardware for. Cubase. So this is all those Pro Tools people who aren't going to want to upgrade could now potentially leap over to Cubase. It is, you're right. It's a pretty slick marketing. It's, it's, a, it's a clever marketing It thing. would be interesting to see a, a, a live moment-by-moment -moment graph of users slipping over to this. So for anyone out there who has an old Pro Tools system that they will not be upgrading to new Pro Tools, this is for you. This one goes out to you. Yeah, it's it's with Th there's a bit of me which wants to. I, I, I think Sam, you're right. The uh, the true native audio statement is just. I'm in, I'm intrigued. Is it, was it? It was a couple of weeks ago. The um the digital performer was like fulfilling its destiny of becoming <laughs> of becoming a Windows <laughs> platform thing, and yeah, it's all going a bit World of Warcraft. DAWs. Mm, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we could make a board game for our superhero top. DAW top trumps like to so you play top trumps in the context of some of a board game with these kind of mission feels about them maybe nice mm -hmm. I like that oh it'd be an awesome board game you could have like kind of you know you know you kind of like get achievements so it'd be like the first DAW to get 64 bit support you know that kind of feel to <laughs> it <laughs> kind of thing like that and who said board games are for nerds we should make this board game I think the world would appreciate our work in this okay um, yes I was gonna say uh they just finished, um, the guys over at Hasbro, the guys who make like the big board games, they just finished dropping the idea for a Battleship movie, and they're going to replace it with a Candyland movie starring Adam Sandler. I'm not sure if this is an awesome thing or a terrible thing. We well, will have to, we will have to wait and see. Involved, so it's probably a terrible thing. That's Ooh. my opinion. That's my opinion and not the opinion of the audio podcast. Let's get to the end of the show, and then we can exchange uh, insults about our favorite actors as much as you want to. Um, least favorite actors. Okay. So if, you, uh, if you're using Pro Tools and you don't want to use Pro Tools anymore, then perhaps you want to use Nuendo or Cubase, in which case Steinberg are going to offer you some sort of discount. No. Nope. 
If that's that's this story, isn't it? I'm just wanting to summarize yep. this story. I feel at this point here, we could probably have some sort of flipping remark about Pro Tools and then back it up with some sort of flipping remark about Cubase. Slow tools. Slow tools. <laughs> what would we say about... We don't really say much about say Cubase, actually. Cubasis. Cubasis. Nice. We don't really say much about Steinberg, do we? No. When, was, when did we really last lay into them? We haven't for ages. Now... It's because I'm a secret Steinberg fan. I, just I was about to bring it. that up, actually. <laughs> you see, because Sam actually knows all the keyboard shortcuts, so he's always very reserved on this issue. Because, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, no, I, I don't use them all. And then you see him, he's like, oh, where's the keys? It's pretty pretty slick. I'm always impressed by that. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm not saying that you would want to abandon Pro Tools. I'm sure you can listen to previous podcast episodes if you want, you know, more focused discussion on Pro Tools and other things. Okay, and you could find this out if you go on to wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk and you could look at the tags. Now oh. we have tags. We, we have, have tags. implemented tagging. Yeah, have we talked about tags? We no. did, but then we oh. deleted that. Yeah, but then we start that the show again. Yeah. I remember so that's right. Yeah. We have not talked about tags at all. So on wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk, there are now tags in place. So stories are tagged, and if you want to find out about our opinion on anything or things we've talked about or interviews we've done. Interviews, that's a good example, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you wanted to see all the interviews we've done, you'll find there's an interview tag and you can click on it and it'll bring up all the shows where we've done an interview with somebody, which is pretty cool. I kind of like that. We're currently working through the last bit of the indexing. We'll have that done. Eventually. Eventually. Eventually is a good commitment to that, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're willing to commit to something. (laughs) I don't commit to anything. So, but the tagging's done and tagging is cool. So that's kind of done. We should uh, we, we we should move on. Let's try and get to the end of the show because yes. we're pretty close now. Okay, so for drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an object that wouldn't roll down a hill. <laughs> this is the 1982 Korg Rhythm 55B. Wow, look at that beauty! The Korg Rhythm 55B, resplendent in its grey box and three coloured buttons. And the story is. I don't know. I'm just. Well, it was originally written. It was originally written. It wasn't written. It was. Uh, is it the '82 follow-up to the original, which came out in '79? So this is an old, old drum machine. And this, the the story here is that ForgottenKeys.co.uk have released it as a. I can never get Konatik, K-O-N-T-A-K-T, contact contact library. Thank you very much. Sorry, I couldn't close it. As a contact library, which you can purchase. That's pretty sweet. That that's the actual story. I really like that there's something on it called Swing All Rhythms. <laughs> nice. All your swing are belong to us. <laughs> Slam down the swing. No, that sounds great. So, uh, Are we going to see a lot more of this, do you think? Um, sample banks coming out for classic instruments. They must have done quite a few by now. They're getting kind of obscure, I d- which is a good thing, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, we're going to see more and more of this. I think the thing that terrifies me the most about this is are we going to see a return to like early 80s kind of music as well but it, that's already out there i mean like th- three years ago the hip people were putting yeah. uh t808 sounds on and stuff like that modes and things like that so I, I like that on on the side here that they have a list of all the available rhythms jazz one to six rock one to twelve that's something called anchor i don't know what anchor is they haven't listed but i mean i can't i've, I've clicked on the word anchor and nothing happened Ooh, <laughs> it's a forgotten <laughs> What happens when you click on Bossa Nova? Nothing. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to. Um, so have they programmed all of those into this as well? Then? Is that the... Like, what's what's contact? Yeah. Is it yes. well, the sounds or have they got the rhythms in there too? That's hard to tell. I, I, I believe... My understanding is it's the whole... It, it, 
is that it is the whole thing. So you get 12 sounds, 90, uh, 96 high-quality 24-bit samples, 96 rhythms, which are combinable, 32 intros and 32 fills. Nice. And uh, you can get a demo, actually, as well, if you want to try a demo. We will play that, but we won't. You can do that in your own time, good <laughs> listeners. Cool. Does that bring us on to our last story of the evening? I, well, our last story of the evening is actually... Plunder! Arr. Oh, I Excuse me. <laughs> 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 that's, an old, that's an old pirate. Story of the day, matey. So, uh, we, um, what is this plunder you've got that we could plunder? So, um, Afro DJ Mac um, has been releasing a whole load of free Ableton instruments for the last... Uh, well, for quite a while, actually. The Afro DJ Rax. 30 years. Yes. They, they were referred to as the Afro DJ Rax. He's on number 46. And, um, like us. They're just there. So it's like uh, he has is a... That why, is that why you did it? Because they're on 46 and we're on 46. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so they have listen to I, I like yeah. the idea there's a Justin Bieber one. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Shaky muted dirty trumpet. Nice. Snake drum synth. So there's a whole load. Um, if you're... Uh, yeah. If you're an Ableton Live user, then this is something definitely to check out. He, there are free ones and there are premium ones. So as you know, he's not giving away free things purely for for the fun of it. You know, he has kind of premium ones that he's selling as well. But you know, it, it's pretty cool to check out. Um, I actually had it as a news item initially, and then realized that there was actually loads of them, so we should plunder it instead. Mm-hmm. And we had no other plunder, so it felt appropriate to plunder. Plunder oh. it was. Plundered away. Arr. 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 <laughs> okay. I think we made it. Now I'm looking at the Sweet. clock and it says 10 to 8, which at first I think that means we've been going for 50 minutes, but actually we started again. 20, like, so the, the counter is actually showing 36 minutes on the show. Well, so so that means you have four minutes to Catch decide what, what basically after a year of audio podcasts, you know, where are you going to go next and how have you felt the last year has gone? As the creators. Check wow. out Adam Yanch. Adam Yanch, how about that? <laughs> well, I, I could go... Oh, 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 you know, like the Super Bowl commercials or after the Super Bowl, uh, like those uh, Walt Disney World podcast or Walt Disney World commercials, like, what are you going to do next? <laughs> Stuff like that. What's a Super Bowl? It's an American sport. <laughs> ah, sweet. It's going to do that. Like, it's a really, really big bowl to put cereal in. Or soup. Or soup. So um, I, I tell you, I'll go, f- I'll go first. Um, for, for those people who want to know, well, you can hear some of the history in episode one, actually, I guess. But uh, Sam and I thought this would be a fun thing to start doing, so we started doing it. And we brought Scott on board later on, mainly because of the fact that it was... Um, Sam and I couldn't always make it, and it was tough to try and... Mostly me, I think. Scott's keep, keep finding other people. Yeah, I've only Scott's missed one, actually, missed one, one. Like, <laughs> So we got... Um, so whoever Scott came on board to do this. Um, what, what are we going to do... M- What's been the most fun bit? Well, we've got to go to like lots of random things, actually, haven't we? Music production show, company, yeah. and that's kind of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Talking to people, interviewing people, I think, was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Max Articulate was fun, our, our own Max MSP spelling game. Yep, it sounds like we're going to um, develop um, some kind of Tap Top Trumps board game kind of thing. It's gonna, yep. is, is probably going to come out in the next year, I think. That's probably Top Tap Trumps. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, what else are we uh, going to do? It actually sounds like a top Trump app game for uh, iPhone and iPod Touch. Yeah, yeah or at least a Max MSP prototype. <laughs> we could put that on iPad then. We could, we could build it on processing for iPad. Ooh. Processing, yeah. Uh, very cool. 
what are we going to do carrying on? Well, we're going to keep running the show. Well, we're, we'll keep running the show every Monday. That's good. That's uh, good. Every Monday, 7 p.m., you'll be able to hear the show. And uh, we currently, well, we record the show in a hangout, which we're, we're kind, well, it's kind of fun being able to do it. And it's certainly fun having, um, having kind of random people drop in. It's, thank you very much today yes. for those people. But um, the audio quality is a little bit suspect at times. Yep. Um, and we're not. We we generally aren't all in the same place. This is like a special effort we did because of this week's show, and so we're have to see how that's going to work. Maybe we got some really exciting interviews. Uh, well, we should have some exciting interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, yep. We have an interview with uh, some uh, with a couple of people who are involved in the sample libraries, and I'm hoping that we might be able to secure some sort of like blanket permission to be able to play the comedy sounds from the comedy sample libraries that we find. Well, we find them comedic. They are actually quite serious in their production of them. Oh, yeah, but they, they understand entirely that <laughs> we discern the seriousness of their enterprise. Yep. It's just that it makes far better podcasts. They radio underline them with comedy. It. It's a Precisely. serious it's purpose like, underlined know. by gentle ribbing. Precisely. <laughs> Everybody's aware that you could buy, you, you could buy like, you know, these things have a use, and there are much, there are a large number of really sensible sample libraries about instruments and other things like that. We just choose to highlight the ones that involve machine guns, chainsaws, comedy sounds, Actually, we and snowball fights. There was a machine gun sound library this week, That's and we haven't mentioned it. And I know, but we talked about machine gun sound libraries a couple of, a while ago. We did, yeah. The, the, the new one we didn't have a really cool photo. video. Well, yeah, I'm going to say. And the medieval weapon sounds. Oh, that was awesome. That oh. was amazing. That was a cool one. We liked medieval weapon sounds. I need to put my, my, make my, my trebuchet hip-hop going to happen. I'm going li- to test the tagging on the website now. Let's see if I can find that. So that would be under... Um, trebuchet. <laughs> sample. <laughs> trebuchet. <laughs> sample. <laughs> oh, we have sample and samples. I know, I've loaded so them both. We, so we, need to, we need to convert one to the other. Let's, we should get samples S to sample, I think. Yeah, sample S only has two. Adam, did that, uh, Adam. Did, that, did that respond to your question appropriately? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> I was Is, hoping that you were going to have more car chases. Uh, so in the sound we, libraries? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, actually, in, in the show. We did car record chases, the show on the, in the car. We could do more of that. And <laughs> more gun shootouts. Yeah. You know, we, we did like record a show in a car. You were there, Adam, for the show yeah. in a car. Yes, but that wasn't a car chase. That was just a car journey. <laughs> we were chasing other cars, subtly. Maybe there would be like a court trial that ends up like Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> I think I think we that's where the the show should go. But yeah, that's just a personal feeling. I guess we could use our i i things i i products to um g- to be on a Google Hangout in separate cars with medieval weapons chasing each other down the motorway. Down the motorway. How about that, that? That reminds me of a video game I play called Team Fortress Two. Oh, uh, Team Fortress, awesome. Dem- the demo man, he can be like a crazy knight. He has like a shield. That makes him charge and make him go really fast and does instant kills. He also has a pan as his weapon. A pan, like a frying pan. Yeah, that's what we call we call the people who use that. We call them demo pan. <laughs> like demo man, demo pan. He also has like uh, medieval swords and whatnot. One is called the Islander for a reason. Counts the number of heads you slice off. <laughs> We've definitely lost our focus. We, we, we've, I, I feel we've made it to the end of the sh- end of the show. Um, yeah. So if people want to, to contact us, we're on Twitter at the Audio Podcast, uh, Google Plus, the, the Audio, Audio Podcast. Podcast. You can email us as well. 
show, show at the audio podcast. We exist on Facebook somewhere. If you hunt the audio podcast on Facebook, you will find it yeah. and you may like it. Uh, the show notes are all at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk, including the last year's worth of uh, show notes as well. It's all there. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah. Oh, and I, I was thinking about this. Actually, I want to mention this. And as we suggested last week, for the, for the bargain price of 20k... We're uh, willing to come and record the show in your living room. Yep. So that's a great opportunity yeah, there for you. Kickstarter style. Yeah. Kickstarter yeah. style. Yeah, so they come to the US. You can meet the people behind the audio podcast. Yeah. Amazing. So. Scott might even bring his little kittens along. Well, actually, you won't get my kittens, but in exchange for your 20K, not only do you get the audio podcast recorded in your living room, you also actually get Scott McLaughlin's a laptop signed by the three of us. Yep. This was discussed last week. I we mean. discussed yeah, this last yeah. week. So it's a pretty exciting opportunity. Tell your friends. Um, <laughs> it'd be ace if we get it. It'd be awesome if we actually get a trip to the States out of it. Or like anywhere. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Oh, Somebody's just joined the hangout. No way. But we, 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 we're just finishing up. Right, I'm, I'm going to stop the show recording because this is 43 minutes long. So the longest show ever. Let's say goodbye to the recording. Okay, goodbye. Bye, recording. Bye, Bye. recording. Bye. Bye.